Stephanie Hansen, and it has been a while since I have talked to my makers of Minnesota friends. So I just thought I would get on the horn here and catch you guys up with some of the back background and behind the scenes. Um, so makers of Minnesota has had, wow, like 145 episodes. We've had a ton that had been underwritten and provided by the folks at Hubbard Broadcasting. And we really appreciate everything that they did to help get the makers podcast launched as they move forward in their podcasting adventure, they decided that the content for the podcast wasn't really in keeping with their more entertainment driven type of podcast that they were trying to pursue. So we had a meeting and they said, Hey, if I wanted to pursue it on my own, I could. So I am. I am going to keep bringing you the maker stories simply because, well, a couple of reasons. One, I really love sharing the business stories with you and how people came up with ideas and how they move their product line forward. I think that's very, very interesting. And I think it's fun to see all the cool new products. Secondly, I just feel like from a small business standpoint, it's really hard to get your small business noticed. Most of the small businesses don't have a ton of marketing dollars. And I really just find it cool to help create that discovery piece where I can learn about something and then share it with you, or you can hear about the maker story directly from them and the challenges they've had. And I think it informs other makers moving forward forward so that maybe you don't make some of the same mistakes when we opened our business. I mean, honestly, like the first 10 things I did could have been in a book of the first 10 things not to do when you run a business. And had I have had the beauty of podcasting or more entrepreneur type groups of people that had come before me, I might have uh, saved myself some of those mistakes. I like doing the podcast. It's a blast. And I want to encourage you to reach out to me. I am going to be taking a little bit of time off here in June, and then I will be back at it in earnest, uh, June, July, August, September, and we'll just keep moving it forward. I will probably call it a season two, just since we did have such a break. And um, I know that there are those of you out there that have wanted to sponsor the show. Maybe you want to do a live podcast event. Maybe you want to have me come speak to your group of makers or brand developers. Any of those opportunities, I'm wide open as I just take a look at what this Makers of Minnesota podcast is and have a fresh pair of eyes. I am a mobile person, so I'm able to do podcasting on the road. I've gotten the equipment and I can come into your office if that makes more sense for you, or I can come take a tour of your business. So I would just encourage you, if you like the podcast, to think about ways that we can connect. The best email for me currently is stephanie at stephaniesdish.com. Also on my website is Stephanie's Dish. The podcast will still be being released through Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, through Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, all the places you find your podcasts. And I just am really excited to continue on with it. I had an opportunity to do an event recently that I wanted to come on and tell you guys about. It was an event that was as part of the Women Chef and Restaurant Tour Conference that happened at the end of April. And Ari, which is a local group that helps makers get to market and helps them create opportunities for their products, whether it's matching them up with distributors, matching them up with makers, matching them up with resources to maybe create better labeling, packaging. Auri really does a good job of helping makers get to market. 
And we did a thing called Smash the Senses. It's an entrepreneur tasting showcase. It was at the Wycliffe Building, which is the new building that is being developed by the folks at Midwest Pantry. Zoe Glass is the president, and they are going to be developing another 70,000 square feet of makerspace that is going to be happening over in the Wycliffe Building. There were tours that were happening, so... They have done a great job of building out that Northeast food district over in Northeast, and this will be a continuation of that different site location, but the general idea of creating commercial kitchens and a collective environment for makers to get together. So we had this event that happened at the Wycliffe building, and what it was is makers came and they got to put their product in front of a panel of judges and they evaluated the products, everything from packaging to taste to the story of the product to help give them some feedback about it. The judges that we had on the panel this year were great. We had Kristen Lee Charlson, executive director of Women Chefs, Beth Dooley um, from Beth Dooley's Kitchen, and she's written a ton of cookbooks. Michelle Wolf, uh, who's a research and development scientist. Molly Herman, who has been in the market for entrepreneurs to share collaborative space, and they also have a cooking school. Jean Rane, who's Pro Team Food Service Advisors. Alicia Hinsey from The Buttered Tin. Uh, Jody Eddy, she's another award-winning author. She's written nine cookbooks. And El Simone Scott, she's the first African-American chef on the America's Test Kitchen TV show on PBS. And she also has formed a collective called She Chef. And it is a group of diverse chefs and diverse people in the food industry. And they have a collaboration together to help each other with challenges that diverse people and people of color face. That was the panel. And then they got in front of all of these makers. We had seven makers that were there that day. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about them and some of their products to look for. Uh, The first one was Alyssa Dale and her product was Planet Princess Grain Free Breads. And it was sort of like an English muffin, but it was uh, gluten-free and grain-free. And it was um, something that came in the freezer section. The packaging was super cute. It had a little princess on it. And it was a grain-free alternative bread that the panel really liked a lot. You can find it apparently in some of the co-ops now. Uh, So that was Planet Princess Grain-Free Breads. The second thing, which was really cool, was Florence Carp had a product called Afrique Stew, A-F-R-I-C. And basically, it was like a cooking sauce. And you could use it to marinate chicken. You could use it to cook beans. You could use it with ground beef. There were a lot of ways that you could use this really versatile sauce. And she had a cookbook that she had produced that came with it that you could buy that showed you all the ways to use the sauce. And it was a really cool product. It was very tasty. It was like kind of a red tomato base. It was uh, people, the judges were having, uh, they loved the the concept of the product and they loved the taste of it. They were having a hard time with the word stew and kind of how that fits into the lexicon of what you expect when you looked at the product. Because I don't think when you looked at this cooking sauce that you thought of stew necessarily. So there was that. Uh, the third product was Sailor Mercy Syrup, and this was a product by Danny Dirks. It was an elderflower syrup, and she talked a lot about her kids discovering this as a way to ward off um, 
um, disease and keep their immunities up. And I think we're going to see a lot of elderflower syrups and elderflower products made in the Twin Cities um, in the next year. Also, Three Bear Oats was Therese Moore. Three Bear Oats is a product I have had a couple of times now, and I really love it. It is an oat-based grain bowl, or no grains, I guess that would be, so oats. Um, They're savory and they're sweet. So she has one that's like an apple cinnamon, kind of like your more traditional oatmeal. But then she also has some that are savory and they have spinach and cheese and they just are fantastic tasting. So you get basically two servings in one of these bowls and they're super hearty. You heat them up in the microwave. So that was three bare oats. And then Mighty Jom was Emma Marshall. Uh, how do I say her last name? Circuria. In any case, it was a jam, but not jammy. It was mostly just stewed fruit. And Mighty Jam was kind of a play on the fact that uh, she was from Australia. The taste was spectacular, so I anticipate that we'll be seeing that around. Add Bubbles Fruit Liqueur was Gail Malcolm and Suyin Kennedy. This was also a great product. It was ginger-flavored and berry-flavored, and they were liqueurs that you poured with, like, vodka or gin or soda water, or you could pour them with uh, Prosecco to make drinks. And they were, they had really modern packaging, and they were very tasty. So that was Add Bubbles Fruit Liqueur. And then the last one we tried was Heavenly Treats Lactation Cookies. And these are from Kathy Carton. And again, I think we're going to see a lot of like lactation driven foods. This is the third thing I've seen. And the idea being that you're eating things that are healthy for you. Therefore, as a lactating mom, it's a quick way for you to get nutrition and help you keep your lactation healthy. Um, the cookies themselves were fantastic. I think the panel was kind of surprised how delicious they were because the lactation cookie doesn't really sound that great. It doesn't just roll off the tongue, but the taste of it was super delicious. So I anticipate that we'll see these heavenly treats, lactation cookies. I'm not sure if she'll keep calling them that because we kind of encouraged her not to, because we just thought it really was a very narrowing of her market that didn't need to happen because the cookies themselves again, were super delicious, but that was the panel. We tasted all of the products and really just had a great time. And I look forward to doing more of these panels. A-U-R-I-R-E is the person that helps put these on. So if you need help with anything, reach out to them. And uh, thanks to Zoe Glass and Chad for making this happen. Uh, Chad Gilliard did a great job and just looking forward to encountering more Makers products along this journey. If you want to send me an email, that's great. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it a rating. That's really helpful. It helps people see it on iTunes. It helps people if you go to the Facebook page and rate that because really I'm just trying to bring some great stories out into the marketplace so that you can be familiar with the makers of Minnesota that are making our state great. So we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.